tied in with Avatar. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. If they had shut up to put out the fire. Yeah. This idiot's donkey just choked yeah. on a finger. <laughs> the water Gotta get people. over there and turn that fire the out. water people because they were next to the water. Uh, we're Thogley Jason coming to you live from the Undercroft. Uh, it's Chris here. Brian is here. Kevin. Matt. We've got uh, Mosaic, a story of civilization today. And I was super excited about this thing. I looked at it and I was like, oh, cool. And it's Glenn Drover. And uh, that's my man from uh, Age of Empires. And it's a new game. Very new game. Yes. Came um, out in 2022. Yeah, so it came out late, I think in December, actually, so it was my pre-Christmas gift to myself that my wife supported, um, but it's a lot of fun, and Brian's going to tell us how to play it. Says here from Board Game Geek, a card-drafting, engine-building civilization game, which is a pretty good way to describe it. There's several decks in the game. There's a building deck, there's a population deck, there's a technology deck, and then there's this tax and tariff deck. Most of the cards in those decks will have these different symbols on them that represent the pillars of civilization, whether that's currency, governments, military, science, Art. city, culture. Yeah. So there's these nine different pillars that every basically every card that you manage to get down in front of you is going to be helping your civilization develop along one of those nine lines. The way the turns actually work well, you've got the Mediterranean on the board divided into different regions and one of the things you're doing is you're actually putting things down on the board so it's a little bit of an area control game where you've got cities towns military units going out on the board that are helping you to control those areas you get victory points for controlling the areas up to three times during the game usually either two or three times so those scoring cards are in each of the decks and so when you play enough of the same action, you have a chance of that card making it out and flipping over and then one of the scoring happens. The structure of the game, on your turn you're going to take one of six different actions. You can build a wonder, which costs you stone and food. You can build cities, towns, projects, which are in-game scoring opportunities. There's one of those in the Monuments. build deck for each of those nine pillars that just gives you extra bit victory points at the end of the game for having that pillar. You can grow your population. You can send your people to work. You have your population level and you've got a personal board that tracks how good your civilization is at making everything. So there's food, stone, books, kind of the research materials. Ideas. Ideas is what yeah. they call it, yeah. And then you also have a separate track for how good your civilization is at collecting taxes versus collecting tariffs. So you can send your population to work for those ideas or food or stone. You can grow your population. You can spend ideas for new techs. And once they're in your hand, some of the techs you can just always play for free. Almost every tech will have some symbols on it along with a little bit of text that gives you some sort of a benefit for playing that particular tech. Many of them also have requirements where you've got certain symbols you have to already have in play in order to play that. But 
playing a tech doesn't cost you a turn. It's just getting a new tech card that costs you a turn. Um, you can create a government for your civilization if you have the appropriate symbols and spend a bunch of ideas. You can put one of those governments into play. One of the things that they will do is give you a, an immediate benefit, but the other thing the governments do is give you a new way to score. So every time one of those scoring com cards comes out, if you've got a particular government, then you'll also score in a different way from all the other players. So that's one of the things that really sets the individual play styles apart during the game is by which government you get. And then you can take military actions. With those, you can spend money to put new units onto the board. And you can spend $1 each to move all your units that are on the board. And then the last thing you can do is this tax and tariff action. Every time you build a new city or a port city, some money goes from the bank into a special spot on that and gets you extra money. But the other thing is just that's the way you get money. So from taxing and tariffs. So. so that's kind of the overview of the sorts of actions that you're taking. You're trying to gain control of different areas on the map. When that scoring happens, you look at who has the most stuff in the area. They get victory points based on how many cities and wonders are in there. The other big thing is that there's a, for each of those pillars, there's a kind of first to collect six, get some victory points. And then there's another set of kind of objectives where I think like nine out of the 15 objectives are in the game each time, where it's the first person to be able to have 15 production of each of the food and stone or or 12 production of the tax or the tariff and a reach a certain population level or be the first one to control <clears throat> a certain number of provinces, all these different things. And those are the ones that everybody's competing towards because the first person who gets that is going to get those six victory points. Did you talk about trade goods? I didn't even mention them. They're dotted all over the map, and when you put down your stuff, you collect a trade good, and you you know it's something. Um, it sounds more complicated than it actually is. Once you get going... Yeah. You know, it's pretty, it's fairly simple. You just have to remember, wait, do I have to pay for towns or do I have to pay for ports or, you know. You've got to pay attention that you put your towns next to your cities. Oh, yeah. Kevin is always yeah. putting his wherever he wants. <laughs> totally disjoints the so game. The cities and port cities cost <clears throat> you money and population to put down. Towns are free. if they're, You can always just pop a town down. Um, but they have to go adjacent to. It's because the first cities. card I ever played. I think let me put a. You put a scout. I, town I got to put a town anywhere region. I wanted, and that apparently imprinted on my brain, and there is no rewiring <laughs> it. It's just going to be that way forever. But honestly, that's what I liked about this game is is playing it the first time. We were only like half an hour in, and I felt like I got the game, and mm -hmm. I'm usually the last one to get any of the games. So even though there are. A lot of moving parts, it, it does kind of cohere very quickly. It does, And absolutely. that's a, a nice thing about this game. There was still something like the monuments and the governments we didn't really focus on yeah, in that the first game. game. <laughs> we, we ignored it. But the rest of it down. really pulled together. And then the, by the second time, uh, you know, it felt like we had played it much more than just two times. So uh, it, it is easy to pick up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, with the, with the first time we played it, we were, you know, humming on along, doing our thing. And then Brian's like... Oh yeah, don't forget about the governments. And you know, we were three quarters of the, of the game, and we we're like, oh yeah, the governments. And you know, we, the problem with the governments is that you cannot build them very quickly because they require two of the government symbols, which are kind of hard to come by. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the last game I played, I never had two of them, and yeah. so I never could have a government, and my people were fine. Um, but uh, you know, we. 
still discovering, unboxing everything. Oh, we left this part in the box. Here, this is a wonderful part of it. But the first time somebody bought a government, I think it was Brian, uh, and had a government and we scored, he got so many more points. We were like, like right after that, it was like the next turn, everybody's like, uh, let me see that government deck. Let me look through that and see <laughs> yeah. which one's most appropriate. Yes. And the game does help you that it says whatever character you're playing, it gives you suggestions on uh, uh, which government would match up well with your character, uh, which monuments match up well with your character. So it's nice to kind of have that little cheat sheet guide as part of the game yeah. as well. I didn't mean, mention that. You actually pick a leader at the very start of the game, which will give you your starting resources and a bonus that your leader can do a little bit better than <clears throat> everybody else. Now, none of those completely shut down any strategy for you, but the leader does things just a little gives bit you better in this one way perk. and gives you a little perk and a little bit of direction plus one starting pillar. And that's so. the point that I was going to say too, that Brian touched on was the, once you've got that, that rule set and then you go into the little book, you're like, I don't know how to play this. And you're, you start to go, okay, well I kind of get it, but what works best for me? I don't get all these little pieces and stuff. And then you go into the rule set. Mm -hmm. uh, and then like Kevin said, it says, Oh, I recommend, cause I played the merchant and, and I think you all had said even before we started, merchants kind of like your good ease into the game. Mm -hmm. But then it said inside, like, you should have the library as your wonder, and you should have this specific type of government because it caters to merchants. And so once I fit those pieces together, everything just kind of kept on coming. You roll with the get six ideas, get six whatever, and then the points started coming. So uh, it is very forgiving because kind of like you said, that box is daunting. Like, yeah. not, when you heavy. look at this, you're like, I don't want to yeah, play this game at all. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Which I guess is a good kind of segue, though, because it is a beautiful game. Like, it's a really pretty game. With all the pictures and the, the art and all this stuff. The yeah, map, it's great. like... And I'm a history guy, so it's got a map of the Mediterranean, and I love that. I, I enjoy playing this game, but I'm, I'm kind of worried that it's a bit, like, just broken. Every time that we've played, it's been a focus on money that has won the game. Anytime you're taking these actions, instead of spending the food or the stone or the ideas, you can just spend $2 yeah. for each item that you're missing. But not for population. Gotta have the population if you actually want to put a new city here. All that money can get you toward a lot more population very quickly. Sure. Like when Michelle played, and in the first round she had... 60 something dollars where the rest of us were struggling with five or ten or something mm -hmm. like that and she she had that in the in the literally the first round before anybody took a turn or something like that so and that does like chris said that's a huge advantage is if you can come into the game with a whole lot of money you're not really other than population since as brian said that can't be replaced with anything else but when you have that money, you it's you, a wild resource. everything is yeah, yeah it, it, it's wild. So it's a, a a great thing to have because you're not stopped from taking any turn. Or a lot of times you can't pick up a card because you don't have enough money or you don't have enough ideas or something mm -hmm. else. Well, if you have, it's just like real life. You got money, opens all yeah. those doors for you. Literally pay to play. Like there were so many things <laughs> yeah. that I kept forgot kept forgetting, and it was like, dude, just pay another ten dollars, and then you'll get that whole next thing. And you're like, what? Okay, ten dollars. And then the merchant had all the cash because that you know you start that engine build on that. So. Yeah, so I, I think the the big thing is the map, and this is like the Age of Discovery where you're sending colonists over that game. The map is huge, taking first 
in a different region or second. You know, that's the bulk of the points. Mm -hmm. The only thing you need kind of for that is population, you know, and, and eventually you can just do it with military. So the times that I've played it, I've won when I've focused on money and the map, and then when I've tried to build up my resources, stone, food, and ideas, I haven't done as well, you know? And I think that that's a problem with it that I don't, it's not intended, but I mean, everybody could circumvent the the resources, yeah. you know, just forget it. I'm not building stone. If I happen to build stone, it works out great. But and it that's doesn't, so on. many other games. You have to pick a strategy. You know, mm -hmm. there's a million different ways you can play it, but you're going to pick one. And at least for a while, you're going to go with that. You're gonna, so you can uh, accrue a lot of the goods or whatever it is that's needed to accomplish that task. Whereas with this, if you're playing it that way, that's fine. It's just going to take you longer. But if you just play money, then you can just exchange that for any good. And so you don't have to pick it a route. Into what you You're need. just doing everything at once. And if you have a lot of that money, then you get it, You get off to a really big start. You get a lot of those early bonuses. Bump that population up. Uh, every time you score or every time you work, you're going to end up getting all these other bonuses. Mm -hmm. um, and and that, that gives you a, a, a clear advantage. So I agree. So does Rooster. Rooster agrees. Uh, I think... In line with criticisms, one thing I'm not crazy about this is so much of it does have to do with your starting character, but it becomes irrelevant very quickly um, because I have played, I don't know, I think I've played this two or three times now, and I've come in second, I think, every time. You won the one. I don't know if I won it. but yeah, well, You threw you had your collection <laughs> yeah, of cards on the ground? Yeah, the, this, one of the major scoring cards that I knew I had uh, uh, fell under my chair, and we didn't see it until after oh. we scored. <laughs> But I think the problem, like for me, I end up just end up, whether I have start off with military or not, I just end up going military because one, no one else does. And, and that kind of gives me something to do. But your card that you you start with that leader card or whatever, I think is really irrelevant. Uh, it gives you, yeah, it gives you a symbol, gives you something to start. But it's not like chaos where you have a certain function that you're going to, right. to play, a certain role that you're going to play and live up to. Your leader card really just gives you a little bit of something at the beginning but if you don't build on it, it doesn't stop your yeah. game. And if you do build on it, it doesn't guarantee your game. So to me, it seems kind of irrelevant, you know, that we we draft them and we're like, oh, I want to be this one. I don't want to be this one. And it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. Uh, uh, not even at the end of the early on in the day, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. So I'm not really sure if those need to be strengthened in some way to, so that you, you have more of a direction on what you're going to do. Because it seems like the way that the game is set up is that each leader you're going to be going in a certain direction and it makes sure that everybody's not trying to do the same thing at the start of the game but that doesn't prevent it the way it's set up it really doesn't yeah. prevent it so the way they develop depends so much on which tech cards come out and in what order yeah and things like that not like, the leader not right more so than <clears throat> the leader yeah like for military most of the military cards in the tech deck require you to already have military in order to put it down so getting that first military pillar, mm -hmm. starting with a military leader that already has that first pillar, opens up but honestly, everything. But I played it that, that way, and that didn't it, really yeah. help. And I played the engineer once, and everybody drafted all the uh, the hammer cards that the engineer <laughs> wanted. Yeah, and it was like, okay, then I'll just do something else like military. So that's yeah. what I mean. Like that starting with that leader really doesn't give you an advantage at all because if those cards that you need don't mm -hmm. come out right away then it doesn't really matter. Then you just switch into something else. So if, like, Matt's playing the merchant 
and I'm playing the uh, the engineer, and there's no engineer cards, there's no hammer cards. I'm like, all right, well, I'll just go the merchant route. So that's what seems strange to me is there's there's no real division there of kind of which direction you're going. So I don't know. Some people might see that as an advantage. I could see how that's an advantage because you're not locked into any one strategy, but. It seems like it should be there to give you a little bit of a boost in a certain direction, mm -hmm. but it doesn't do that all the time. You feel like it didn't do enough. Yes. Yeah. The last time I was a philosopher, one of the the Which civilization gives you all the ideas. Yeah, it was get fifteen Which are hard ideas. To come by. And I was out of the gate, ended up having nine to start off with, and then I inched up and finally got to like eleven, and then Brian totally got it. <laughs> I, I just never had any way to get more ideas. And he was like at like two and then just kept getting these things and finding these things. And, and finally he got the thing. And I was like, what the hell? Well, you know? the first time we played, I don't know, what is it called? The, the culture one, the muse or something like that. Uh, Brian played that, had like a little purple leaf <laughs> symbols the at the bottom, oh which God. never came out. Yeah. Like yeah. everything else, <laughs> yeah. there seems yeah. to be an even amount, but there's like a quarter of no, these other ones. it's still about the same, but just... <laughs> no, we never saw them. Didn't seem, yeah. seem to come and out. And there's yeah. some of the cards that's like, you need to have two of those just to pick this up to play it. It's like, mm -hmm. I haven't seen two come out in the yeah. whole game. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that then all of a sudden everybody's like, well, guess what? That's the one uh, leader card that nobody should ever pick up again. So, I don't know. Again, it, it's, um, it just it doesn't seem... That seems to be... It needs some revision. Yeah, the other problem there was her special power was literally you get victory points off of those symbols at the end of the game. Which don't exist. Which didn't really help you <laughs> at all during the game. And you got $10 for every time somebody built a wonder. Yeah. But just but, like the governments, we were like, it was our oh, first yeah, they're wonders. We didn't do any wonders. I, I, yeah. No, I yeah. built one. I built one. The lighthouse or something. I, one of the poor yeah, ones. Yeah, you had all the trade goods. Yeah, because I had all the trade goods. Did, it, did anybody yes. else build one? Did you get did no. you get the Sphinx out I or anything? I got one out. I got the yeah. library out. So, the great library. We had somebody new the second time. Who do we have new the second time? Or maybe it was just us again and we just played with yeah. all the ones we hadn't played yeah. with before or something. And I think I was the artist that time. No, Michelle was the new one the second time. Oh, she was the new person? Yeah. Okay. So, I was trying to do that. I think that I forgot. We built all the wonders, but I think I forgot. I forgot oh, to get I get I get $10 for those. Yeah, <laughs> I totally didn't remember that. Well, that is another good... I mean, that, that helped me at the very beginning is to pull those cards. Like, if you're thinking about your theme and it does happen to come out onto the board like that, was it... Uh, so I had the merchant, and then I think it was called just the merchants. Every time somebody built something, I was getting money. Oh, you were getting every time we built like, cities. Yeah, oh, every time we got killer. a city, yeah, like that's a good. Yeah. So you just kept. So you already had money, like that's one of the and best on top of the already, yeah. it's just like money, 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 and then you buy your way through. So once you start getting all that money, everything else gets a little easier yep. because you don't have to worry about having that good or whatever. So you can start yep. buying your way into everything. We hadn't talked about that much about the wonders. They give you in-game victory points, and then during the game they help you towards control of a region, and they give extra victory points to the person who does control the region, who wins it. So. And the the idea cards, they have all these powers, and it takes five ideas to get them, or ten dollars. And they get, each one of them has symbols on them, gives you more symbols. And one of the things they do is they've got victory points per symbol and that sounds like oh cool i'm gonna rock that and you combine it with uh one of the Project. projects the pillars which is a victory point per symbol and it's just it's not that much 
like you're going to have eight of those symbols, nine of those symbols or something. You know, if you can collect a lot of them. And the second game, that's what I was doing. I was just getting all these things, and I finished 20 points behind or something. Those do not really counteract the value of the map and the wonders and, mm-hmm. you know, your government. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Because for controlling a region, you're getting three points plus one point for every city and wonder in that region. So you could be getting anywhere from five to ten points, even more than that, out of each of the six regions on the board. So that's where a lot of the points can show up. And that's what's nice about the military. The last time I played mm-hmm. was stealing everybody's, what everybody was working toward. I just moved in all my military and kind of took over the region, gained that influence, and then was able to get those points. But then I also built the uh, the wonder that went along with that that gave you bonuses for every area that you have highest influence, and you got more points for that. But it's, it, it's a good game. I mean, there's it's not perfect. It's no chaos, but it, it's, <laughs> it's still very good. Yeah, I, I like it. I enjoy playing it. It's cool. It's got, you know, all this history stuff on it. But I do, I feel like every time I play this, I'm going to just get a lot of money. Yeah. You know, and if, if the other things just fall into place right for me, you know, just well, it's go. it's 14 plus, so should be should be good for us old dudes. <laughs> yep, yep. And so, it's familiar. Like I, it, like, I played this and I'm like, this looks daunting. And then maybe it was just because they call them wonders. But, you know, it's like the military was the red symbol and the green. So there was like something that was familiar to me in it. Like, oh, I've already played this game, even though you haven't. Which was the same thing with like Ark Nova, that even though it looks daunting, you're like, okay, there are shades of this where I can go, in my mind, this is like Everdell. Or this is like Seven Wonders. Or Mm -hmm. this is like, and then I can put it apart. And it was pretty easy to get into. Even though, like I said, you look at the box and you're like, there's no way I'll pick this up because it's huge. It's the setup that's more daunting, I think, yeah, than anything. Because no doubt. It takes a good half hour to get it all set up. And it needs a lot of table space. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it's been set up almost every time you all have come over. Yes, you have yeah. done an excellent just, job of that. So. But, I mean, that was like, how many times have you all played it? I, I've played it once with you, but it was like four or five times, I think, right? we did, I think we've done it four times. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. trying to track I mean, as soon as you cracked it out, it was just like like a constant on the table, which is awesome. Yeah. Well, we wanted to do this. We wanted to get it out there because it's new. We wanted to talk about it on the podcast. Kevin's played it three times. Three times. Three. Which is amazing. Three. Yeah. I, I played it four. One. You played it once. once. That's because you are, yeah. I don't know. Slacker. Life. some chaos.